welcome to episode 14. This is a special edition, uh, Christmas edition of VChat. My name's Simon Seagrave from techhead.co.uk. I'm Eric Siebert from vcrland.com. And I'm David Davis from vmwarevideos.com. Alrighty, guys. Hey, well, this is great. So uh, I'm glad we had the chance to actually catch up before Christmas. It's all been a bit crazy with the run-up. Everyone's sort of trying to tie up uh, loose ends at work and everything. Uh, so it's great to see you both. And, um, yeah, great to uh, manage to squeak in a, a V-chat before the end of 2010. So uh, let's let's kick things off. I mean, I think this is a, this is a great episode to really sort of chat about uh, maybe some of the things that stood out for us in uh, 2010. Uh, maybe we could look at some of the predictions for 2011. Um, and of course, it being Christmas, it's the time of giving and receiving, I guess. Uh, let's kick things off with uh, what we would like to see around the bottom of the uh, the uh, geek Christmas tree this this Christmas. So, uh, what would you? What, what's on the top of your, your guys' uh, wish list there? Well, for me, you know, the VMware kind of computer-related stuff. Um, the uh, storage is always good in that. So I, I love, you know, all the little kind of storage devices you can get for your home lab or just, you know, even to use for around the house. Um, currently, I have a uh, iOmega iX4200D. Um, I just picked up uh, Synology DS211 and uh, also have a ReadyNAS 2100. And they're, they're a lot of fun to play with because you can use them, you know, you can put VMs on them using your vSphere lab, use them for other things or robust units. You can do um, all sorts of things with them that interact with all your PCs in the house. So they can do more than just one function. They can kind of work with everything. So. For me, you know, storage, you know, much like bacon, uh, everybody loves storage, you know, and um, you can't go wrong with getting somebody storage for Christmas because uh, everybody needs it. You never have enough of it, and it's uh, always a great gift. Um, other than that, so it's you know, the gift the, uh, that keeps giving, right? Yeah, it does <laughs> until it runs out. Until you run out of space, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then you get more. Um, I ordered a from ThinkGeek uh, my Sonic screwdrivers, and that the uh, the current doctor. That's very Doctor Who. And Doctor Number Ten. So I should be getting that the next day or two. And that I got the the Doctor Who Christmas episode coming up in, uh, on on Saturday, so that'll be fun. So I'll be prepared with my sonic screwdrivers, uh, my little Doctor Who uh, peripherals there. David. Uh, okay. Well, um, you know, I like your idea of storage. I mean, that's a cool idea because recently, like, I was running out of room on my laptop, which has a flash drive. Um, for all my iTunes, you know, movies and stuff that I downloaded and all my VChats and everything. So um, I recently moved a bunch of stuff off onto my um, iOmega iX4, uh, which I found out was actually pretty easy to, to, you know, move all my iTunes library off. And so that made a lot of free space on my laptop. So I think that's a good idea. Um, you know, one of the, the things I really wanted from VMware for Christmas was the um, vCenter management app for the iPad. Um, and I've been checking, you know, labs.vmware.com, uh, but so far, you know, I just haven't seen it. So uh, the year's not over yet. I, I hope we'll still see it. Uh, I think it'd make a good Christmas gift for, you know, V-nerds like me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's happened to that? I mean, originally, I mean, it's, uh, well, obviously, we have VMware San Francisco. That's where we sort of first saw it. There was rumors that it was going to be released at uh, VMworld uh, Europe. Obviously, that didn't happen. But they, they showed it. You know, they teased us a little bit more with it, uh, saying that it would be out before the end of the year. So, uh, yeah, it would be interesting. It would make a great Christmas gift for all us, uh, all us uh, vSphere geeks out there, that's for sure. Definitely. You know, yeah, absolutely. Of- yeah. 
also um, getting somebody even like a Dropbox, a paid Dropbox account. You know, that, that's probably the, the ultimate storage because it goes with you pretty much anywhere you're at. You can get it on your mobile devices, with any PCs you want from the cloud. You know, from a web browser everywhere. So, you know, that might. Uh, I have a paid account. I love it. You know, I have a, a 50 gig account. And it's only 10 bucks a month, and um, I use the heck out of that thing. I use it for everything. I, I don't carry flash drives anymore because I always have that cloud storage available wherever I'm at, and that. So, you know, that'd be another great gift for somebody who's getting them an account there, a paid account. Yeah, I've got to say, I love Dropbox, you know, from my iPad to my PC to my Mac, you know, it's such an excellent way. I mean, we use it for uh, for the VChat here, don't we, you know, to distribute the videos so I can edit it and stuff like that. It's just so useful. The, the only thing I'll say with it, though, I, I still think the 50 gig limit's a little bit low for me. I mean, I've got a Mosey account for backing everything up, and I fully appreciate before people uh, grill me on this, I know, I know Mosey and Dropbox, two different products, one's a backup, one's a data sharing, but... If, if uh, Dropbox were to offer like an all-you-can-eat type uh, uh, setup, rather similar to Mosey, I mean, I, w I would definitely go for Dropbox then and actually double up Dropbox as my as my backup mechanism as well. Um, I'd love to see that going forward because I know I would just blow out 50 gigs in no time. So that's the only thing holding me back from just using it for anything but, but, but my sort of you know business critical documents at this stage. So that's that's something I'd love to see for the new year. Perhaps uh, maybe just bump it up. Maybe even if it was 100 gigs, that could just be enough to make me pay that uh, 10 bucks a month subscription. Perhaps. You know, almost you could almost go both and use the Mosey account's cheap enough. I think it's only five bucks a month, and use that as your backup service, and use the um, the other one for your online storage service. And that um, they do have a 100 gig for the the Dropbox, but it's 20 dollars a month, which you know is a bit high for that amount of space and that. So. Um, but yeah, you know, I've been, I've I'm been just thinking. Yeah, yeah. A lot of you know, it's nice to be around under that the under ten dollar mark, you know, per month. For that's a nice, comfortable, you know, no brainer almost. You know, paying for something like that. So um, I, I'd like to see them offer more too for that ten dollars a month that you're paying. And um, you know, I've been considering Mosey actually as well, in addition to kind of just use that for backup solely. You know, it's kind of you know a seamless backup system. Um, speaking of Dropbox, the um, the one O, it's finally uh, the one O product just came out. So now they have selective folder replication on that, which is a big feature where you can actually go in and uh, choose which folders you want to replicate. Because let's say you have stuff on your home PC, but you don't want it all to replicate to your work PC. You can only select certain folders to replicate there. So. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool feature in that, you know, they continually to, to improve it and add, you know, more features and functionality to it. So kind of look forward to, um, you know, what, what comes next and uh, how that evolves. Um, I think William Lamb was uh, trying to use it for VC or uh, for storage for VMs or something like that or for backups. He had a blog post on that or something like that. <laughs> and it's interesting, you know, it's, it's uh, probably not too practical to do it, but, you know, you know, it's just kind of, Neat how all these amazing little ways that people come up with for using that type of Dropbox service with its replication feature um, for everything from you know from backups to other things and that. So there's so much functionality you can do with it. Have you yeah, seen I mean, any um, NAS devices that can connect directly to the cloud to backup you know without a PC? Yeah. Oh yeah. Has, yeah. I mean, does it? Yeah. I mean, I know okay. Drobo. Drobo do as well. I think um, is it the Drobo FS? Uh, they released a sort of uh, cloud application, or rather they partnered with a company that uh, is sort of like a cloud provider. 
And I think what it was, I, I could be wrong here, but they, they're giving you two options. One, you could back up your Drobo out to the cloud. But what you could do, let's say all three of us had a Drobo each, what we could do is actually use our Drobos globally to back up to each other. So we've got a, a distributed sort of, uh, you know, cloud backup type solution from the appliances. Uh, to my That's knowledge, cool. I don't think there would be any subscription with that either. So that would be kind of a nice feature. And I kind of suspect, I mean, obviously cloud, you know, albeit something of a little bit of a marketing term, has definitely taken hold now people are comfortable with it. Um, I, I think a lot of these appliances, even right down to the SMB space, which is where, you know, in our home labs we tend to kick around with a lot, um, we'll start seeing a few of those innovations coming through perhaps in the coming year. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure we'll be seeing that soon with all of them. That's that's pretty exciting. I mean, as for me, I mean, I don't know what I would actually like, if I'm honest with you. I'd actually like more space. That's what I'd like. Uh, at the moment, I'm reaching out and I can touch both walls. Uh, I've literally run out of space. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm quite happy with the equipment I've got at the moment. I just need uh, more time and more space. That's that's what I'd like. But uh, unfortunately, it's not the sort of thing you can buy on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> and a faster internet connection. That would be cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... so so, so that's pretty good. I mean, you know, have you guys found 2010? I mean, I've found it absolutely a chaotic year. I mean, it's been a great year, really rewarding. It's probably one of my best years on record, actually. I mean, you know, I got to do the book with uh, Eric, and uh, which I was very grateful to have that opportunity. Um, changed jobs, uh, you know, started working with EMC, and that is just the craziest ride I think I've ever had with any job. Uh, the learning curve. I mean, I'm still going through that learning curve at the moment. There's so many products and <laughs> things to learn there. Um, and just the speed for me. It feels like it should be about August at the moment. Um, so uh, I've obviously lost six months somewhere. <laughs> well, what about you guys? How's this year been for you? You know, for me, the highlight was VMworld again. And, um, you know, it was, as usual, a, a great event. And um, it just goes by so quick and that. Um, you know, I, I did, you know, I picked up a lot of uh, more writing projects and other projects this year and that that really helped me uh, kind of grow as a writer and, um you know, things like that. So, um, you know, overall, it was a great year for me. You know, it was a real busy year, and I don't think I ever had a free moment. I've been doing doing things left and right. So, um, and I look forward to, uh, you know, 2011, what it brings in that. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, we got VMworld to look forward to again. I think it's going to be another great event. And, um, you know, it's hopefully VMware releases a new release sometime, you know, maybe next year or something, too. That'll be definitely something that everybody's going to look forward to. So just looking forward to see, you know, all the innovation in the virtualization space, you know, um, just kind of seeing how things evolve and uh, what kind of surprises VMware has for us next. So I wonder whether we're going to see a new release perhaps this, this year. So I guess, uh, I mean, if you look to, to look at past records, I guess it's sort of, wow, well, I've heard rumors on the uh, on the old Twitter jungle drums there. There might be something coming this coming year. So, uh, oh, really? Okay. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Was it 3.5 three was released, like, right before Christmas one year and that? And that had a lot of new features and stuff in it. But with 4.1 just being released, you know, not too long ago, I suspect that they'll probably be on quite a while before they pop out with something mm. major again. Yeah, so maybe maybe the end of next year, maybe the, maybe the start of 2012, perhaps even. So yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, it seems like their development cycle has gotten shorter and shorter, just to better compete and stay ahead of everybody. So it seems like you know where it used to take you know three, four years for a new release, a major release to come out. Um, they've really kind of tightened that down and maybe not have made them as as big as they <laughs> used to be, um, but still have a lot of new features in it. But um, you know, kind of get them out quicker out the door than they used to in the past. So. Um, so hopefully, you know, be sometime next year we'll see another new release. Well, yeah, I guess a case of just watch the space, really. Yeah, and uh, going back to the Christmas gifts for a minute, um, got this in the mail yesterday, uh, Duncan's book. 
That looks great. Great being on books. You can't go wrong with books, training, anything. You know, train signal videos, um, all that. I don't uh, have a copy. Oh, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I feel like feel like I'm missing out here. Ah, uh, I'm sure Don's gonna hook you up. Um, you know, you can't go wrong with that stuff. Those are things that any type of admin loves, any type of technical books, anything that helps them learn and, and grow and develop. So, um, you know, books like Duncan, you know, he did a great job on, you know, really going really deep on uh, HA and uh, DRS. And those are the kind of books I love. You know, I love type of deep dive technical stuff that really get down to how things work in detail um, so you can better understand yeah, yeah. technology, so you can better, you know, manage and, and work with it. So, um, I'd yeah. Have you guys, this thing if, have you guys had a chance to read? read the book yet I mean I, I, I've heard it's fantastic I mean the book that Frank and Duncan put together there you know I, all I've heard from it so far is the level of detail is absolutely you know is, is mind blowing it's it's great anything uh, you know that you want to know about HA and DRS if it's not, not in that book it's not always yeah. known pretty much yeah yeah I, I just got it yesterday so I haven't had a chance yet probably this this week I will though uh, yeah I'm hoping for the Christmas down. holidays to get a chance to read it but it looks great yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to track down Frank and Duncan, see if I can get my hands on a copy. Uh, it's about 200 pages, so you know it's a pretty sizable book just on one topic. You know, and I know with you know when Simon when we did our book and that, I felt the same way. I could go on and on and on about some talk of topics, but you're limited to space and you know kind of those types of books mm -hmm. because you have all these chapters in the book. So this one's dedicated to a certain topic, so it's nice to be able to go into that much detail in just one book and that, and you know, it'd be cool yeah. maybe even. Um, I'd like to see a lot of these where you have maybe a, one little book on a whole subject, you know, maybe a whole library of those types of books. That'd be a, kind of a neat idea to go really deep on a, a certain topic and then really focus on a lot. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I found that with the book as well. I mean, originally my, 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 my spec was, you know, 20 pages on performance and I don't know what it ended up being, something like 70, but the, yeah. the one I submitted, I think it was about 110, 120, so it was cut right back. But, yeah. you know, so, I, I could have just kept going and going and going. So I, I agree. Wouldn't it be great to have, like, on your bookshelf, sort of real deep dive, uh, you know, books or levels of detail on each, each of the particular, uh, you know, features or special product areas, that, that, that would be fantastic. Yeah, definitely. That'd be great. So uh, it's good yeah. to see everyone get into the festive uh, spirit of the hats as well. So uh, yeah, you know, Christmas you know. hats there. It's got his Christmas bandana. That's good to see. I uh, had my, the only hat I got like that is my daughter's pink Christmas hat. I didn't think that would look too nice, so I'm <laughs> stuck with this. Uh, it might clash, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, highlights for, for, for this year, I mean, you know, um, yeah, for you guys, I mean, the best show that you attended this year, Eric, you mentioned uh, VMworld. David, would, would you agree with that, VMworld best show this year? Yeah, I mean, I, you just have to say VMworld, you know, it was it was just awesome. Um, you know, I was honored to be able to speak um, at VMworld and, and then also in Europe. I mean, going to Europe, that was a whole other, you know, different... Um, amazing experience. Um, yeah, so it was it was a, a really wonderful year, and you know, I think you know I hope that 2011's you know that and and even better. So I'm already looking forward to going to Partner Exchange in February. I already registered for that. Um, not quite as you know big as VMworld, but still a lot of um, you know smart people to talk to and good sessions to go to. So. I'm looking forward to that. I just finished um, my VMware uh, troubleshooting training course that'll be released in January. Okay. So uh, that should be yeah, that should be exciting. It's going to be a part of an upcoming VCAP package. We're going to have a whole a whole VCAP VCA package. Um, we've got Hal Ruttenberg signed on to do the Power CLI part of the VCAP VCA, and then we still got to fill in the security and the 
the uh, performance, you know, pieces to, to wrap up a, a complete package. So, but uh, hope, hope to have that out, you know, before first quarter or second quarter of, of 2011. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, one other Christmas gift I wanted to mention for uh, V nerds out there. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, you know, Veeam's Christmas gift um, to all the VCPs of the world. Um, VCIs and V experts is uh, free licenses of uh, Veeam backup replication and I think monitor as well. I can't remember, but uh, some free Veeam software um, for everyone out there who's a VCP. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty yeah, good. Definitely. You can't beat that. You know, it's nice to have those things in your labs. You can play around with them, not have to worry about you know evaluation licenses expiring and stuff like that. So um, that's definitely one that's appreciated. Been having all that, you know, all the little software toys to play with and, and try out. Mm. Yeah. It's been interesting, actually. I've been uh, I've been running a poll on my website on TechEd for the last yeah about a week or so. So it's been interesting. But but so quite, basically, the question was, what would you like sensors to bring you most for Christmas? So. Uh, can you guys guess what's at the top without looking at the browser? <laughs> looking uh, at the website there. Uh, store, or, iPad. Uh, yeah, iPad. I was guess. Okay, that's, a, that's an obvious one. So yeah, it's interesting. So at yeah, the top there, uh, well, it's actually first equal actually. Uh, people are saying sort of Apple iPad uh, and first equal with a um, a NAS or a SAN for uh, for the home lab or work oh, okay. lab. Okay. And then, uh, so third place there is a server, a server for the lab. Uh, fourth place is actually a, a VMware vSphere Enterprise Plus full license. Um, I've had a couple of people comment actually, people are still chomping at the bit to try and get their hands on or, or hoping that VMware uh, bring out like a TechNet type subscription, um, which gives them, yeah. you know, the opportunity to get their hands on the, uh, the full products for, you know, greater than 30 or 60 days. Um, so yeah, that, I thought, thought that was quite interesting, but nothing, uh, nothing unexpected there on that yeah. list. Uh, there's other ones, but uh, um, but yeah, no, so it's, it's, that was interesting. Cool. I'll tell you, one of the things I'd like to do in 2011 is try to get my home lab smaller. Simon was talking about how he'd like more space. I'd like to have, you know, like one even small, like shuttle-sized server that could run, you know, multiple, like virtual ESX hosts, okay. and even maybe a, like, a, like a VSA, kind of like a you know, a whole virtual infrastructure in a box, but one that's still really powerful, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I could take with me, you know, if I was going to a conference, I could just carry it under my arm, you know, okay. and it kind of like um, uh, Simon's, Simon's virtual, um, what do you call it? VTARDIS. The oh, VTARDIS, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Simon Gallagher's VTARDIS. VTARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> but something much smaller than that even. Yeah, see, the, the, the issue we've got around that, and I think it's, I, I totally with you guys on that. I mean, I've got my, um, my Apple Mac now that I use every day for work all pumped out with an SSD, and I've got one of those hybrid uh, Momentum XT drives in there now as well, so sort of traditional platter drive in there with, uh, it's got about four gigs of um, SSD cache in there as well, so uh, that seems to be performing quite well, but the issue we can't get around is that whole nested VM thing. Um, obviously with Windows Server 2008 now being 64-bit, uh, you start nesting VMs and, you know, the 64-bit VMs won't work within a nested instance of ESX on your laptop. So that's a real hassle to get around. Um, I mean, if there was a hack or, or some sort of switch you could put in place to turn that checking off, that would be kind of cool. But uh, I know it's much more than that. It's all to do with, you know, various bits and pieces. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's the only thing stopping me at the moment from from sort of going all out, sort of consolidation down. 
Do you think at some point VMware is going to kind of officially support nesting ESX or ESXi, I guess, from this point forward? Um, you think, you know, there might be use cases for that where, you know, people might want to do that, um, you know, like multi tenants and stuff like that, that that might be something that, you know, we all know it works and that it's got a little bit of limitations, but it seems like they shouldn't be too hard to get past them, you know, like kind of emulating the um, uh, the Intel VT and AMD-V stuff into the VMs um, and stuff like that, that, you know, you think at some point maybe VMware actually comes out with something that um, will, you know, will support it and allow, you know, true nesting and stuff like that, that'd be a, a great feature, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a hardware limitation, isn't it? Because it needs the, um, the the various instruction sets from the CPU to be passed through to the various rings and what have you. Yeah, so I, I, I could do. It's all software. I mean, it's you know presenting uh, you know emulated hardware to a VM. Why couldn't you emulate those features to a VM and then handle the uh, the mapping from that to? You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's, it's not as simple as it would, probably would be. It's probably pretty complicated, but. Um, they got some smart guys over there. You think maybe they would, you know, come up with something to to, to make that work? Yeah, I mean, I I agree totally. It'd be interesting to see how they how they'd uh, handle the licensing then as well, because obviously if you could do that, I mean, the, you look at the CPUs available now. You know, your six way, eight way, you know, twelve ways. Oh. Uh, you know, not far off. Uh, they'd have to then move away from that physical socket, uh, you know, licensing type model, uh, which would be interesting. And the other thing is as well. I mean, there's always quite active or uh, rather vocal um, debates, shall we say, going online around about sort of putting all your eggs in one basket, as yeah. it were. Obviously, with these very sort of very powerful multi-socket, multi-core processors with a whole ton of memory in there, I mean, do you load it up to the absolute gunnels and have it as a single point of failure? Albeit the hardware in there is sort of you know pretty pretty much you know 100% resilient. I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I always enjoy reading those sort of debates going back and forth, the pros and the cons as to you know whether you have lots of smaller servers or whether you just load up you know. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. As long as the risks are acceptable, you know, I mean, scaling up is, you know, definitely something that could be done. But there's, a, yeah, pros and cons, like you said, to both. So you know, it really depends yeah, on the yeah. requirements for an individual or company. Yeah, and that's always always interesting. I mean, VMware they continue to come out with new features that I think that most you know VMware admins never even dreamed were possible. So you know, who knows? Maybe yeah. they come out with a feature like this. Definitely. Yeah. Even if it was unsupported, perhaps, you know, uh, that would be pretty useful. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be pretty cool. So uh, other things this year, guys, or for Christmas, anything uh, anything happening? You guys uh, heading away? Not me. I'm, I'm staying here this year. I, we used to go to Wyoming, either Wyoming or Arizona every year, and this is one year I just I don't feel like traveling. just going to stay put and uh, kind of hang out at home, not have to deal with all that travel. You know, yeah, it's just kind of a pain in the butt to travel these days, you know, and all the airport stuff and that, all the lines, crowds, all that stuff. So taking it easy this year and just, you know, hang out and play lots of games at home and, uh, you know, catch up on a lot of things. Mm. Actually, one thing that's interesting to say about the, you know, uh, heading away and what have you, we've had a ton of disruptions over here in the UK with the snow. I mean, especially in London, you know, we have sort of an inch, two inches of snow and the whole infrastructure comes to a grinding halt. Um, yeah, the, I think it's sort of, uh, there's a particular website I've, I, I really follow quite actively when it's snowing here just out of pure interest called uh, UK Snow. So if you do a Google on UK Snow, uh, it's a Twitter mashup basically. And uh, what it allows people to do via Twitter, um, they can put in the hashtag UK Snow 
snow put a rating out of 1 out of 10 as to how heavy it's snowing in a particular area or whether it's snowing at all um, and then put their postcode where they are in the country and then it will take that Twitter feed and actually map it onto a uh, map of the UK and Ireland so it's quite good so it's actually a very accurate indication uh, or semi-accurate indication as to sort of how heavy it is snowing around the country so uh, you know, quite a, quite a good use of technology there to give you sort of a, uh, like I say, a semi-accurate real-time reflection of what's happening out there. Um, so that's something I've been following the last couple of days with all the snow over here. <laughs> so you guys will get a lot of annual snow, or is it just, you know, periodically a little bit here and there? Uh, in London, traditionally not. Um, last year we had, you know, a couple of good dumpings of snow. Um, to have it before Christmas this early is pretty much unheard of. Uh, so, yeah, it's quite quite a special year this year. Oh, cool. I saw in the Colorado mountains they're getting eight feet of snow this week. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, some of the some of the places up in Colorado, the ski resorts, they get um, like the annual snowfall is about 400 inches, and that you know, so wow. they they measure snow in feet there, not inches, pretty much. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, they're getting. You know, it's funny because their weather is completely separate from our weather down here in Denver, and that you know we have two totally different climates. Um, it really hasn't snowed at all this year here or down here, but they've been getting just tons of snow up there. So if you're a skier, come to Colorado now. They they got through this buried up there, so it's a great time to go skiing here. Wow, sounds pretty good. Makes, that, us, uh, makes us look lightweight. <laughs> yeah. I also heard that Uvu, which is the service we use for this video conferencing, VChat, is coming out with a an iPhone um, video conferencing application here soon. Oh, so you know, maybe soon we yeah we, we can start doing this this VChat outdoors. You know, we can we can sit out on the the front porch or you know down by the lake or whatever and do our VChat. Yeah, it means, it means we could be a bit more uh, active with things. Yeah, one of these days the iPad will have a camera and we could use it there too. You know, that'd be nice to yeah. I'm um, waiting for the next one now to, to come out to see what well, they're talking January, February to see what features it has. So, camera, that's that's the one thing that's really missing. Is you know that'd be a great platform for video conferencing. So, um, you know the iPhone, you know it works, does a job, but you know having that bigger screen and all that because it's um, you know a lot easier to use and small screen on the iPhone. Mm. I thought it was going to be a face. I would have put money on it being a front-facing camera, but interesting. I saw an Apple website recently. It was a, one of the Apple Rumor websites, and uh, they were saying they'd managed to get their hands on a um, an image from one of the um, I don't know. I can't remember Far East fabrication companies uh, that traditionally you know fabricate up, up, up the iPads. And uh, actually, he had a picture of the back of what they think is going to be the new iPad, and it looks like it's got a space on the back for a um, a rear-facing camera. So yeah. I don't know whether that's as well as the front-facing or, or whether it's just going to be rear-facing. Yeah, a lot of time those are just false, and uh, you never you never know. You know, Apple always seems to surprise people um, at the actual event. You know, a lot of a lot of the analysts give you yes, kind of educated guesses and that, but um, it would just be hard to take cameras with that big thing. I mean, that thing is huge to, to hold that up and take a picture. You know, that's just uh, you know that's why you think of anything. If they're going to only have one camera on, that would be forward-facing to you know enable a lot more functionality than you know a camera. Everybody's got a phone these days with a camera. Why do you need uh, you know a rear-facing camera on an iPad? But I'd, I'd say front. I totally agree. Both 
Greg. So yeah, front front definitely. I mean, definitely for the uh, you, you know for their FaceTime application now. Um, yeah, and things like cool. you know the video conferencing, fantastic. You know, uh, front facing camera on that uh, would would be very nice. The other things they were saying that they were speculating once again, this is just pure speculation that were going to come out in the next model uh, was going to be a USB port and an SD uh, slot as well. So that makes a lot of sense as well. But it's just a case of uh, watch and wait, I guess, and see what they come up with. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Look forward to it. You know, before we end the show, I want to ask all the viewers um, to not push stop on the VChat and, and move on to something else before the video totally ends, because we have a whole new um, conclusion video um, that I hope everybody likes, and in it we ask for your feedback. Um, you can send your feedback. There's an email address there. And, um, you know, we welcome your ideas and uh, thoughts for future episodes, topics to discuss, and uh, I hope you like the new conclusion, you know, video. Um, episode 14, it's been, uh, it's uh, rolled around pretty quickly. Um, it only seems like yesterday we started, uh, kicked off the chat here and up to episode 14 already. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's been a great experience so far and uh, I think I can speak for all of us that we're, we'll continue to do it in the new year. Um, any, any, any feedback from you guys? Um, no, I'm like, um, uh, David said that um, definitely we're open to, to reader feedback of, you know, maybe topic suggestions, questions, anything like that. So um, I think that's a really, you know, good um, way to get, you know, if anybody has, wants something talked about, discussed here, you know, just um, look at the instructions at the end of this uh, VChat and uh, send your requests and uh, comments. And uh, we'd love to, um, you know, take them and, um, you know, and, and feature them on the future VChat episodes. Yeah, and one of the things I'm interested in doing is having more um, special guests on, you know, maybe more vendors. But on the other hand, I also don't want to turn it into a, a vendor sales pitch. I want to keep it, you know, fun and educational and, yeah. you know, real world, yeah. you know, VMware admin how-to stuff. So uh, maybe, you know, maybe we'll try that at some point in 2011 and, and just see um, see how it goes and just make sure we keep it, keep it, uh, you know, the way that we chat should be. Yeah, keep it real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you guys. I mean, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't be opposed to the idea of, um, you know, just getting people on, getting other administrators on, technical architects, uh, you know, sales, not salespeople, but, you know, just just average people who work in the industry, you know, um, not necessarily for a vendor because everyone's, you know, most people have got a good story to tell and, uh you know, I find it very interesting to find out sort of um, what people are currently doing, sort of any issues they're currently experiencing with the technology, the uptake, you know, their thoughts on what's happening in the industry as well. So uh, that, that could be good, quite a good avenue to uh, pursue there. So uh, maybe we could get people to uh, contact us if they'd, if they'd like to be on a chat there. Yeah, definitely. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> be a lot of fun. Yeah. Right, so well, I guess that wraps up another uh, VChat, VChat episode 14, guys. Um, yep, the last one of the year. It's been the last one. We can go and uh, finish the last couple of days of work now, put our feet up for Christmas, New Year's, and uh, I guess regroup in the new year. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'll just take this opportunity to wish everybody uh, you know, happy holidays, and um, we look forward to next year and uh, whatever that brings. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be a good Christmas, one. Merry Christmas, Eric. Merry Christmas, Simon. Too. Have a great Merry holiday. Christmas, guys, and uh, to all our uh, listeners and viewers out there, Merry Christmas to you all. Have a safe and uh, uh, prosperous uh, Christmas, and uh, all the best for 2011. Yep. Thank you. Cool. Thank See you. you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching this episode of VChat, the latest in virtualization and cloud computing news and how-to. 
Eric, Simon, and David want your feedback, so send questions or ideas for future VChat topics to vchat at trainsignal.com. Thank you.